Good morning. Welcome to the Hope Crossing live stream. Thank you for being with us today. Today I thought it'd be appropriate that we, well, that I preached here at the Crown Hill Mortuary, because this series is about life, and it's about how life is short. And whenever something like is going on right now in the world, or whenever somebody close to you passes, uh, at least for me, I think about how short life is. And so this series, the next few weeks, we're going to talk about life being short. And we're going to talk about how we can know that we live in a manner that at the end of our life, our Creator will say, well done. Uh, William Borden was the heir to the Borden Dairy Fortune. In 1904, he graduated high school, and for his graduation gift, his parents paid for him to go on a trip around the world. And on this trip, he visited China and saw the inhumane conditions. He, he visited the, the slums of, of India. He spent time in the Middle East, and, and his heart broke for the people that he saw. And so he committed his life right there on that trip, committed his life to living 100% to tell people about Jesus and to relieve the, the, the pain and, and the hurting and the brokenness in the world. He wrote home in a letter. He said, I'm going to give my life to be a missionary. And one of his friends wrote back and said, why would you trash your life like this? William Borden, upon receiving that communication, wrote in the back of his Bible, no reserves. He was going to give it all. He was going to live a life with no reserves. And if God was calling him to be a missionary, that's what he was going to do. Well, he came back from his trip and went to Yale for his undergrad. And there at Yale, he, he uh, led many prayer meetings and, and there was a little mini revival that, that went on at the Yale campus. And he started the Yale Mission for Hope, which fed the hurting and the broken and, and, and brought in the alcoholics and uh, took care of orphans. And when he graduated, he was offered all kinds of jobs with very, very good pay. Because the name William Borden, the family name Borden, was, was much sought after. Who, who wouldn't want a Borden to work for them? Well, he turned down these jobs because he felt that it would be being retreat, it would be retreating from what God was calling him to do. And so upon his graduation at Yale, he wrote in, his, in the back of his Bible, no retreats, because he wasn't going to retreat from the mission that God gave him. No reserves, no retreats. You know, they say that uh, the average lifespan is 78 and a half years. That's 28,602 days. Me, in my life, I've lived 16,502 days. I like to look this up every once in a while and keep track. I also look up how many days are left until my sons leave the home, graduate, turn 18. Because I want to know how I'm spending every day and what I've got left. Because life is short. Life is short. Life is too short to not know your purpose. Life is too short to not know the God of the universe. Life is too short to misdefine success. At Hope Crossing, we look at God's Word every time we get together because this is where we find truth. If you're somebody that's here and a part of this broadcast today and you are somebody who 
Maybe you don't buy all this. Maybe you don't believe it. And maybe you're just exploring. That's this is a good place. Thanks for being here and interacting with us. Hope Crossing is a great place to explore. Today we're going to get into scripture. We're going to get into the book of Matthew. And we're going to read a, a, a famous passage out of Matthew 24. And it's the story of the talents. It's a parable that Jesus told. It goes like this. For it will be like a man going on a journey, it being the kingdom of God, and it being the end of times. This is this is a passage. This whole chapter is, is about the end times, what the, what the end is going to be like. It says, For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will give you and I will set you over much more. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter seeds? Then you ought to have invested my money with bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, will more be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness into that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Life is too short to live without purpose and to not know your purpose. See, the guy with one talent, he thought that it was for him. He thought he could just do what he wanted or, 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 or just shirk his responsibility and buried it in the ground. He did this because he was afraid. He did this because he, he wanted to be safe. Well, there was a problem with that. And the problem with that is, is that without risk, there is no reward. The problem is this life, that talent in this life, it's not even mine. It belongs to the master. It belongs to the king of the universe. Even my life is not mine. But it belongs to the king of the universe. You ever borrow something? and then have to give it back broken? Boy, that's a, a, a terrible feeling. Or you ever lend something out and then it comes back broken? That's also 
a terrible feeling. I don't want to have that feeling standing before the king of the universe. In Acts chapter 17, 25, we read that he gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. He even gives us our breath. In Psalms 50, uh, chapter 50, verse 12, God is speaking and he says, the world is mine and everything in it. That even includes my purpose. It's his purpose. First Corinthians chapter 6, we read that even my life is not, is not my own. belongs to the owner. When we read scripture, uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism wraps up the purpose of man like this. It says, to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. That's the chief end of man is to glorify God. Glorify God means that we are to reflect him to the world and make him look great and make him look awesome because we want more people to turn to him. So we want to make him look awesome. My job, to make him look awesome and then enjoy him forever. Life is too short to not know that purpose. Uh, this word talent, uh, in the English, it means our skills and abilities. That's not what it means in scripture. In scripture, it is a sum of money. And so the guy that was given one talent, that's about $50,000 in our day, because it's about one year's salary. Uh, the other guy was given about five years' salary, 250000 The other guy about 700000 So it was significant, significant amount of money. Our life is too short, too short, to live without purpose and to not know that what's been given me, my talent, my finances, my family, not mine, belongs to the king of the universe. Life is too short to not understand that. Life is too short to misunderstand the king of the universe. Uh, the master confronts the one talent man, and, and, and the, the one talent man responds. He says, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. See, he misunderstood the master. He said he knew him to be hard. And if you read this, he says, you reap where you did not sow and you gather where you do not scatter. He's accusing him of, of being dishonest here. And the master doesn't defend himself. He just says, oh, really? That's what you knew of me? Kind of a sarcastic question. That's what you knew of me? When we read this parable, we see that, that this master's a good man. We see that this is a good master. He's very generous and he's very kind. Very generous. Life is too short to misunderstand God. Life is too short to believe that, that he is aloof, that he's up there and doesn't care and isn't involved in our day-to-day -day lives. Life is too short to not believe what Jesus revealed about God the Father. Life is too short to believe the popular North American opinion that is brand new in the scope of history, brand new and very arrogant, brand new, is to say this, all roads lead to heaven. That's not what scripture says. That's not what Jesus says. If that's true, then Jesus is a liar because Jesus said that over and over again. That is a very cultural conditioned thing to say, it's all good, all roads lead to heaven. You know what? Life is too short. I'm going with Jesus. Life is too short to misunderstand God. Life is too short to not get my purpose. It's too short.
to misunderstand God. How about this popular misconception? God is a killjoy God, meaning, meaning he doesn't want me to have fun. Well, all you got to do is read scripture and see that God commands us over and over again to have joy, to be joyful. Those two words in scripture, both in the Hebrew and the Greek, are interchangeable. They're synonyms. Synonyms. It's the same thing. Joy and happiness is the same thing. Does God want you to be happy? Yes. The difference is he knows the road to happiness. We think we know the road to happiness. Scripture tells us that, that we are happy when we find our happiness in him. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to find it in him. Life is too short to misunderstand God. It's too short. Henry David Thoreau, born July 12, 1817, died May 6, 1862, 44 years old, 16,369 days. He said this, it is not enough to be busy, so are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? See, success isn't stuff. Success isn't fame. It isn't, it isn't fortune. You know what? Success isn't even legacy. It's not even legacy. Uh, sometimes, uh, even in Christian circles, you, you, we, we hear about legacy and creating a legacy. And there's something good there. There's something good. But life is not about me creating a name for myself or, or, or a name that will go on and on. I love what... Um, what, what Henry, uh, Nicholas uh, Zinzendorf, who was a, a, a reformer uh, many years ago and was a Bible teacher, he said, preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. That's what he wanted his life to be. He wanted to preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. He lived 21,898 days. Life is too short to misdefine success. When my middle son was playing t-ball, when he was he was maybe five years old, he uh, it's a fun thing to do to go see a t-ball game. Well, I remember uh, one of the kids got up to bat, a little four-year-old, and he hit the ball and he dropped the bat and he chased after the ball, <laughs> and he picked up the ball himself and, and waved it in the air as if he uh, like scored or got some kind of victory. He thought that if, if he grabbed the ball, of course, when you go and grab the ball, you're, you're out. Because the referees make the rule. The referees, they know the rules. And so he was called out. Life is too short to, to misunderstand the rules like that. Because the creator, God, he's the one that made the rules. He's the one that, that, that made the rules to the game of life. Creator God. Creator God defines success. Life is too short. It's too short to not know my purpose. It's too short to misunderstand God. It's too short to misdefine success. Uh, William Borden, after he graduated from Yale, he went on to Princeton to study theology. Once he got his degree, he decided to go out on the, on the mission field like, like he had planned. So he made his plans, got his, got his ticket, went to Egypt where he was going to learn Arabic because his heart was for the Muslim people. And there in Cairo, Egypt, where he was learning Arabic and preparing to go minister to the Muslim world, he contracted spinal meningitis. That's a death sentence, particularly back then. 
And on his deathbed, in the, in the back of his Bible, he wrote a third phrase. No regrets. No reserve. No retreat. No regrets. He, he didn't regret what he had done with his life. He didn't regret that he had spent his life for the purposes of the king. He was faithful with what he had been given. His 25 years, his 9,290 days, a short life, a short life, but a life that was faithful for what he had been given and a life of no regrets. And I believe him. You know, this passage really it's about the end times and it's about judgment. And I know in churches today, we, we don't like to talk about judgment and, and the judgment of God, but it is very real. Scripture makes it very real. In fact, there's two judgments. The first judgment asks the question, did you surrender your life to the king of the universe this side of eternity? Did you receive the free gift? See, when, when, when the God of the universe, when Jesus died on the cross, it was in my place. It should have been me. I can't earn it. There's no works that can earn me the kingdom of God and a relationship with God. There's no works. It's all about what Jesus did. Jesus did it. I receive it. The first judgment is, did you receive that? And if we did receive that, we will be welcomed into the kingdom of God. We will be welcomed into eternity with him. The second judgment, what did you do with that life? What did you do with the talent you'd been given? What did you do with your 28,602 days? What did you do with your days? And that judgment has everything to do with our life in eternity. I think the scripture is, is clear. There, there is different rewards in the kingdom of God. In James, we learn that teachers are going to be judged more strictly. There is different rewards. Uh, the second judgment has everything to do with the rewards that we will receive in eternity and the responsibilities that we'll be given in eternity. Life is short, and so here's two questions we've got to be ready to answer. One, did you submit your life to this king of the universe? Second, did we live our days for him? Perhaps you're here today and you, you don't have a clear answer about either of one of those questions. I would love to talk. Please private message me. I will call you this afternoon. Leave me your phone number. But don't, uh, don't let today end without answering those two questions. Have you surrendered your life to the king of the universe? Have you given him your days? Are you living a life with no reserve, no regrets, no retreat? Life is too short to do anything otherwise. Let me pray and then we're going to sing a song together and then I'll come back and we'll close the service. Father, show us what it looks like to surrender and submit our lives to you and trust you with our eternity. Show us what it looks like to live a life of no reserve, no retreat, no regret, all for you because that's why we were created.
Father, help us to realize every single day that life is short. Amen. Let's worship together.